What's up? What's up, everyone out there in the interwebs? How are you? I am KG Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Ball Review. And with me, my man, Willie Gibson. How are you, brother? Good, brother. How about you? Doing pretty well. Welcome to this edition of the Houston Round Ball Review presents Folks Talking Sports. I want to apologize publicly to my man, Willie Gibson. Hmm. We had planned to do last Sunday's show after the Rockets game. I had to get back till <laughs> 12 o'clock Eastern time. And I was like, I'm not going to wake my man up for no 12 o'clock Eastern time show. So, I'm good. But uh, we're back again. We're going to talk some Big Ten, SEC, power, power grab. We're going to, real quick, mm-hmm. my man allowed me to say to the audience, you can watch us on Folks Talk Sports on Musk, YouTube at Houston Round Bar Review for now, and eventually it will be on Folks Talking Sports on Houston Round Bar Review. But yes, on X, Musk, Folks Talk Sports right there, and my Facebook page as well. Tune in if you're in H-Town if you, or if you have the, uh, I guess, KHOU app. I made a guest appearance on KHOU Sports Extra. We'll air at 10.30 Central Time this evening, tonight. We recorded it. Not too old info. You know, it was on point content. You'll find our discussion. Hopefully, you'll enjoy that. Mr. Gibson, I'm going to throw you a curve, man. Let's get it. Since you made history today. History? Some folks say. Your thoughts on Caitlin Clark from Iowa surpassing Pistol Pete Maravich to become the Division I leading scorer in men's and women's basketball? I have more thoughts on Washington and call for two technicals. Oh, yeah. Go ahead about that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you throw a punch. That's a technical, right? That's the ejection, right? You throw a punch? It's supposed to be. Yeah. She threw a punch at Jason Sheldon. At, at, at Jason Sheldon. She threw a punch. And then they called Cody McMahon for a technical when clearly Caitlin Clark initiated the contact and pushed off. Kind of like <laughs> she did in Columbus when she uh, was allegedly run into by the fan during the court storming, but I digress. But that's my thought. You know, CC did bump into, walk into Cody Mack. She did. She did walk right into her. Yeah, but Cody got called for the technical. Like, right. Wait a minute. You know, Caitlin has, she, she's got that, uh, the knowledge of how to play to the refs and to the crowd. She, she casually walked by. She was like looking past Cody and she walked into her. Yeah, it's make it look like, yeah, I'm not doing this on purpose, but I am doing it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah, those are my thoughts. But I was waiting. It took there. It took Gus Johnson until she got the points and scored the two points. The go ahead points at the free throw line after I think right, right into the first half. Right. right. Yeah. So it's kind of anticlimactic. And that was part of the technical on Cody, right? Yeah. And then second half or halftime, I don't know which, Gus Johnson goes into to more details about Pistol Pete Maravich setting his scoring record in just three seasons yeah. because he could not, you know, freshmen were not allowed to play years ago when Pistol was playing. No and Pete run. averaged 44 points a game, yeah. not 28 points a game, which is still a hell of a lot, more than I could do. But that should have been mentioned in the first half. During when she was chasing the record, not after the fact when she got the record. Right. And he added 
oh, but, you know, Pete took 38 shots a game. Caitlin Clark took average 19 shots a game. Okay. Pete had no, no three-point line. All right. Keep that in mind. And still, correct me if I'm wrong, 44 points a game is still one point plus per shot. Yeah. Right? Right. So Caitlin Clark, 28 points a game, 19 shots a game. That's still one point plus per shot. Correct. She's still a hell of a player. I'm not throwing shade at her, but I just wish the media would tell the whole story as she pursued and broke these records. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, without question. Without, and, and it's, you know, I sound sour grapeish, but it's just ironic that these two incidents happened against Ohio State. Again, the the technical and the and the court storming piece. And but all that being said, she's uh, as you said, a great player. You know, take nothing away from her as a player. Um she announced Friday or Thursday, like late last week, that she will be uh declaring for the WNBA draft. So that made people in Indiana quite happy, I'm sure. Oh, no doubt. WNBA happy too, thrilled to thrilled to pieces. Yep. Yep. So yeah, I mean, you know, God bless her. And I'm pretty sure the uh, – I haven't heard, but I'm pretty sure the Indiana Fever, who do have the first pick in the 24 NBA, WNBA draft, ticket sales probably just set all kinds of records once she made, <laughs> Kayla made the announcement, made it official that yeah. she's declaring for the draft. Because it's not uh, a far yeah. drive, you know, from yeah. Iowa to where the Fever play in Indiana. Business move for her. Go ahead. They all saw uh, Erica Wheeler. Current uh, fever guard, mm-hmm. and she's getting all kind of ticket requests now that <laughs> has declared for the uh, NBA WNBA draft. Yeah, shocking. That's 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 stunning. But yeah, the WNBA draft will be April fifteenth. Yep. At uh, the Brooklyn Academy of Music. That sounds nice and swanky. Yeah, they'll have um, attendees. Yeah. First time in a while. Since the 2014 through 2016. So yep. good. You know, they're capitalizing on the Caitlin Clark economy, the Caitlin Clark effect. Tickets to available to the approximately 1,000 fans. Yep. I'm sure that's already been, if it hasn't been, it will be gobbled up. I got this link on my women's hoops blog. You can just go to my website and t- click on the Women's Hoops blog there for that and start following that blog. Got content all over the place, Brother Gibson. Website, YouTube, and the social medias and the blogs and all that good stuff. Yeah. So a salute to her. Go ahead. What are you going to say? Oh, that, I was having to look. You mentioned it. I had to look for myself. It's about a five and a half hour drive, Iowa City to Indianapolis. Okay. So yeah, Thank you. Because I wasn't be sure how long the drive it was, but yeah, they'll make yeah. that. That'll be pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Fever Games might be sold out for next three, four, or five years, <laughs> as long as, and she got a a big center at the five spot, Aaliyah Boston, so the inside-outside game should be working. I wonder how many games, Indiana Fever Games will be televised nationally this season. Right. right. Should be all of them, <laughs> if possible. <laughs> but uh, if they're smart, because Fox, they're all in on uh, Iowa, Caitlin Clark right now. Game today was on the big Fox. Yep. I think the Fox app had the senior ceremony, senior day ceremony after the game. Right. The Big Ten Women's Basketball Championship is sold out. That's going to be on yep. Peacock, right? 
I think it is. But yeah. So I'm sure Peacock is going to enjoy a boost in subscribers right. for a week or two, you know? So, right. and see how many folks get those. Can I get the free hook? Give me, give me, just give me the discount. Can I get the discount for, for a month? And then right. next month, cancel. But hey, right. you know, get it for four four weeks and try it out. And some folks might hang on with it. Yeah. They'll forget. That's what they're making. They'll forget. That's that's their background. They'll forget. Yeah. You know, but yeah. Salute to her once again. Gonna get to the Big Ten SEC in football and the power grab. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to tie it all together locally where there is no Kalen Clark effect in women's basketball in the city of Houston. Yep. And Let's see. Rice Isles women's basketball, they lost their senior day to North Texas yesterday. Attendance wasn't great. Game was Saturday afternoon. Houston Cougars women's basketball, senior night, had eight seniors, eight seniors on this year's squad, Mr. Gibson. Okay. Probably five too many, but that's another discussion. But the game was scheduled at the same time as the Houston men's game at Oklahoma. Why? Who made Why? that? Yeah. Truly. Even if it were the conference, which is possible, possible, Houston folks should have said, wait, 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 wait. Can we change this to afternoon because it's the same time as our men's game that night? Something. Right. But I was the only media person there the women's game. Wow. Keep in mind, Layla Blair was one is one of the seniors on this year's squad. She's had a very good college career. She's one of the top eight, top ten scorers in Houston Cougars women's history. That probably deserved more attention than just me from media. But I agree. Most of my colleagues were either at the game in Norman or watching the covering the game from home. You know. So I don't know, hustling backwards. I'm using your phrase more and more. Talking about my alma mater when it comes to, to hey, basketball. Shout, shout out to Bomani Jones. I got I got to give credit where credit is due. Attribution is key in journalism. You know that. But yeah, yeah so, that's Bomani Jones. So yep. that and that sounds like something Bo would say in coin. So <laughs> salute to him as well. Yep. But hustling backwards. But yes, eight seniors were honored last night before the game. Post game, head coach Ronald. And by the way, UH won the game they by did. one. Okay. 68 67 over UCF. And the game pretty much summer encapsulized <clears throat> Houston's entire season. Played okay. Defense for turnovers. They finally scored points off the turnovers, which is a rarity this season. Went up 56 35 in the third quarter. And they won by one. Mid to late third quarter, they're up 21 points. They trailed 67-62 with 156 left in the fourth quarter. Up 56-35, down 67-62. My math is right. I think it's 32-6. Yeah, right. Wow. 
But uh, to their credit, senior guard Layla Blair hit a three-pointer, and then she assisted on a corner three by teammate, another senior, Nia Boyd. So they went up by one last minute of play. Neither team's offense was anything to write home about. It was really kind of bad, brutal to watch. The execution was really poor both sides. UCF had the ball with the Cougars had a shot clock violation, <laughs> wow. which left 18 seconds left on the clock for UCF. They called timeout. The Cougs switched from man to zone in the last two minutes, basically, which confused UCF. Their best player, Kaylin Peterson, had scored 34 points in like 15 or so in the fourth quarter, part of the comeback. But after the timeout, Cougs in the zone. UCF looked bewildered. <laughs> They're like, what am I supposed to do against this zone? Wow. The shot attempt they took for the game winner, you would not want anyone to take as an attempt to game win. It was a forced fall away 12-footer that had no chance in the world of going in. So Houston escaped and won senior night. By one point, 68-67, after leading by 21 points late in the third quarter. So that win gives them the, I think they are 13th seed out of the 14 teams in the Big 12. They will play on day one, Thursday, March 7th, 530 uh, Central Time against 12th seed Texas Tech. Texas Tech swept them in the two matchups this season. But but Texas Tech is, pro is probably playing some of the worst basketball in the conference the last two weeks. Okay. So there's a chance. There's a chance, Mr. Gibson, and folks watching us on these platforms, there's a chance Houston could win to improve to 15 and 15 overall and go to day two of the Big 12 Women's Basketball Championship. And then they would face the fifth C, I think it is, like Baylor, something like that. They're not going to be Baylor. <laughs> okay. Where's the tournament this year? Kansas City. Okay. And both uh, men's and women's are taking place at T-Mobile Center. Okay. So the women first for the first five, six days, and then the men for the rest of next week. Okay. Similar to Big Ten in um, Target Center in Minnesota. Same. Yeah. Same. So, yes, they could, they could beat Texas Tech in day on day one to finish, not to finish, excuse me, to improve to 15 and 15. Mr. Gibson, 15 and 15 is what? 500. That's 500. You know, you heard the clip. If anybody wants a refresher, I could probably pull it up again. Let me see if I can. But last year, Coach Huey, head coach for Houston, said the standard is the NCAA. Right? You yes, heard him say did. that. Yes, I did. I asked him after the game Saturday night, if he would accept an invite to postseason play. He said, 
Yes, we would. We're receiving invite. We're getting emailed about it right now. I don't know about all that. Dude, see that? Go ahead. Have at it. Have at it. His receipt, his email, his his email box must be full. Because I promise he gets emails about everything. And I'm yeah, you know, because you said that, you are correct. I'm gonna do it again. Here we go. This from last year. We got a bunch of emails from, you know, other tournaments and things like that, but you know, it's time to set a standard for NCAAs around here. You know, and that's the thing that we we are get together as a team and talk about and, and being able to make some um some headway that way. Um again, the standard that we've set, um, again, finishing in the top three or four, last three or four years, maybe even five years, and and getting so close and 20 wins and 18 wins and, you know, sweet 16s and WNITs and all that's just coming up short. Again, we um, sit down together as a group and be able to make a decision with that because, again, their word is just as important as mine. Um, it's been a long year. and. Uh, that's enough. That's enough. Because a few things. You heard him say the emails. He's received emails. But he Help said me. the standard is the NCAA. Tell me. I, maybe it's my lack of knowledge. But Houston does have an athletic director, correct? Yes. Chris Pesman. So these tournaments are contacting the head coach directly by email, circumventing the athletic director? I would hope not. That, I, that, I would, okay, I, I would hope not. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm like. Come he on. mentioned that they he he and the staff talked to the players about it. I would hope that he and the AD would talk about it. I would think so because he's getting all these emails, allegedly, reportedly. But I'm like, do they not reach out to the athletic director instead of? I I just don't know. If, Tournaments reaching out directly to head coaches. Okay. Yep. And for those watching on X, YouTube, Facebook, last year, last season, the WNIT was the second tier postseason tournament for women's basketball behind the NCAA. It is now third because the brand new. WBIT is now second because it is sponsored by the NCAA. So it's NCAA, WBIT, WNIT, and maybe WBI, if it still exists, now that it's going to be fourth. And based on a website, the WNIT stated that they usually do not accept or invite teams who have losing records. Houston's record currently is 14 and 15. Houston's record before beating UCF was 13 and 15. So what emails, if they're you true to the <laughs> true to their, what they say on the website, they do not invite teams with losing records. You said that I didn't say that because they're, it's like a last resort because you're not sure of the team's winning records who will accept the invite because some, you know, there is an expense involved if you want to host. So they talk to the winning teams first, excuse me, the team with winning records, the teams above 500 first. Yep. 
And then if those based on their answers from them, then they go down the list. Let's see who's available. So we can complete our 32 team bracket. So I, I don't know if the WNIT would reach out already to teams who are under 500. Right. Right. Coach Huey is a positive guy. I commend him for that. He's positive. Like I said, they're 14 and 15 right now. So if they win on the first day, they're at 500. They'd have to beat Baylor. I think it's Baylor. I think. Maybe wrong on that. But on day two, to get to the quarterfinal, part of his, his answer to me last night about if he would accept an invite, he was thinking that they could get to the semifinals of the Big 12. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, coach, that's not happening. <laughs> I didn't say that. Wow. But one of my one of my friends who saw the, the video and asked me, so did you laugh out loud in his face when he said that? <laughs> I was like, no, I didn't. I didn't do that. No. I, Like I said, I'm the only media person there, so I had to be professional and sure, have sure. a stoic face and nod my head as he's saying these things. I'm like, hmm, yes. Okay. But in my mind. Really? Uh, <laughs> laugh my head off. Yes. Yeah. All right. So we'll see. But going back to it one more time, back to the beginning of what he said last season, after losing in the AAC title game, one more time, so I can do it right here, one more time. And some things like that, but, you know, it's time to set a standard for NCAAs around here, you know, and that's the thing that. It's time to set a standard for NCAA around here. You're 14 and 15. But what's the one from today? That's the one. I thought yeah, I, I don't. I don't have it on my on my laptop. It's on my uh, phone. But basically, the comments from today, you know, from Saturday night post game. I asked him his to assess this season, and his part of his answer of his assessment was, and I'm paraphrasing, but you get the gist. You heard it. It's on YouTube and Instagram. He said. We were surprised. The Big 12 was 10 times tougher than we thought it would be. But you had two years to prepare. And he's coached in the Big 12 before. He was on the Longhorn staff before. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah, Justin, don't worry, man. We're talking. We talked Caleb Clark. We're talking Ronald Hugh and Houston women's basketball. And we're going to talk about uh, Big Ten, SEC momentarily. And then, but you know, you got questions. You know, we're a flexible brother here. You you watch the show enough. (laughs) You know how I do here on on this channel on YouTube. But yes, right now, he said last night, Coach Huey said last night, the Big 12 is 10 times tougher than he thought it would be. And he said we, so meaning the staff too. I think he meant this. (laughs) I've never wanted to advocate for somebody to lose their job. However, there is no reason, there's no way in the world you could justify not making a change. I don't understand. Not saying they won't make a change. You can't justify not making the change. That's This is unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I probably shouldn't say it, but the, the ineptitude is mind-blowing. 
and let me add before you add more, three more cents from your thoughts. He said, he he said, I'm not going to say acknowledge, he said, we have two Big 12 players on our roster now. Two. I was going there too. To the young ladies that play on that team, how? To hear him belittle his team, and it's not even, you know, some some coaches will call out their team as a motivating ploy, things like that, but he does this consistently. Talk about how he doesn't have the talent. He has to recruit better. He's this. He's, I'm like, if I'm a player on that team, I'm like, what? Well, coach, we need to talk. What's the deal? Or if I'm – and a, a player can't do this, but if I'm a player – and I noticed they very rarely talk to players. If I'm a player, I'm like, well, we need to be coached better. Now that won't happen because coaches, you know, they, you know, wield with well, iron yeah. fist. But, yeah, they they but, won't say that on the record. On the record, yeah, but that's crazy. No well, accountability. No right, accountability. I, I will say it like this. Yeah, I've heard off the record. Okay. Some comments similar to what you just said. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> okay. Enough. They may yeah. not be on this current roster. All right. So there may be a reason why some of those players transferred. And I was told that we talked to some of the players who did transfer. And some of them said, you know, oh, yeah, Chris, we know. We've seen your show. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> so I'm putting it out there. Yeah. And I've heard this, the comparison, the analogy. Yeah. Oh, so he's blaming others instead of taking accountability like Holgerson. So I guess he wants to have his same fate. But three or four people said almost those ex they compared his words to Dana Holgerson. Dana Holgerson's words. One year left on this deal, correct? I think so, yes. It has to happen. And of the of this year's team, one freshman, I'd say Layla Blair, Cameron Jones, Bria Patterson, Brittany Anya J. I'd say four or five of the roster were here two or three years. He went out and brought in transfers this year. Okay, a transfer from Pitt. Yeah, the young lady from Columbus, right? Pitt is not in the Big 12. Yeah. Okay. Transfer. <laughs> oh, he said need more Big 12 players. Huh? Nia Boyd played at Iowa State for like one or two seasons, but she came to Houston from UTEP. We know UTEP is not in <laughs> Okay. Wow. Other transfers from uh, Utah. She, she didn't play at, at a lot of Utah. Washington State. Let's see, one was from Washington State slash USC slash Texas Southern. Wow. So you say you have two Big 12 players on your squad. But did he say who they were? He did not. Wow. And I did not want to ask him because I didn't want to put the other players <laughs> under the bus. So no, he would have done it. You had, he probably you would have, yeah, yeah. But. Wow. And to compare, I've not posted her comments yet. I asked UCF head coach Satia Messer 
her assessment of the first season that they that you know her for her squad she did not want to give it she did not give a grade she said our season is not yet done because we still have big 12 championship coming up right we are we are gelling we're close we've been in like four or five we've had like five games decided by one possession so five or six games they've lost by like a combined 15, 16 points, something like that, something like that. Okay. And I said, Caitlin Peterson scored 34 on the Cougs last night. She's coming back next season. I asked her about her incoming recruiting class. She said, we have a 6'8 coming in. And I was like, oh, well, I know the Cougs don't have that. (laughs) I know they have that coming in. So, yet, I think four – I think four of UCF starters are returning. So that, that four plus six, eight coming in. And she said, we're going to hit the portal. And I'm like, oh, okay, coach. I wow. see you doing things. Wow. <laughs> okay. So UCF should get better. Utah is coming into the conference. Colorado is coming into the conference. That's two top 25 programs coming into the conference. Arizona's Iowa State. Up. Arizona's coming in. This has been a down year for them, for them. Yep. Yep. But Houston fans would be thrilled with Arizona's down year this season. They they'll be better. The, yeah, they played in the Final Fours. So yes. recently. They made a title appearance, title game appearance. Yep. They're coming into the Big 12. Iowa State had one, the youngest, I believe, Coach Finley said, Iowa State, youngest team he's ever had. Not, maybe not ever, but in a long time. And two of his freshmen will probably be on the Big 12 all-freshman first team. So they're not going anywhere. Of course, well, you know, NIL, you, you never know. Right. Assuming they right. do come back, right. they'll be good. <laughs> so I don't understand it. I don't. I'm, I'm, I don't. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play devil's advocate, even though you know how I feel about the situation. Uh, oh, I know. Brother Gibson, what if yep. Houston says they bring Coach Huey back for the final year of his contract? Lame duck situation. We just don't have the money. Somebody told a lie one day. <laughs> that's yeah, that's my thought. Somebody because you just joined, but you just joined the Big Twelve. Yep. You no, know, it's not full compliment. However, it's two and a half times what you're getting prior Roughly. to. Mm-hmm. Roughly, yeah, yes. so eight, eight to like twenty, yeah, and twenty million, yep, yeah. So well, that was a while ago. We had when you had, uh, oh yeah, it was like a deal. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, hey, I was, I was Justin, really. I had to think back. Like, did I? Okay, I appreciate you, Justin. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Somebody's lying. Somebody's lying because. It's the last year of a deal. You got three, you got four years left on the deal. Okay. Yeah, you might have to have some conversations. The last year of the deal, you got to pay this money anyway. And if I'm thinking right, and I don't know the structure, but typically buyouts, you don't get dollar for dollar. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. So in that respect, you would be saving money. I don't understand the benefit. I'm prolonging this. I don't. 
and let me let me add because I'm not sure, and I hope this is not the case, because Houston did sign the baseball coach to a three-year deal in January. At the end of January, you know, under secret, it became it was known and made public by the school paper. What was it? Two weeks ago, when I sent it to yeah, you, roughly about yeah, that about time. That. Yeah, it's about that. So, as far as we 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 know, Houston has, has not done that with Coach Huey, giving him a contract oh, extension. Bruh, that again, I do not advocate people losing their jobs. However, if that man gets an extension, I'll, I had to clean house. Well, I'd have to. I'd have to like, that too. <laughs> how do you justify that? Based yep. on what? You know, yeah. I, you know, forgive me. You know, I, I don't want to have to go, uh, go, uh, no, no, nothing on hand. Uh, search. yeah, we're, we're getting we're gonna shift gears because yeah, we're almost yeah, done with this stuff, that. so yeah, we're gonna have to get yeah, that. but no, but <laughs> how do you justify bringing that man back? I've done, I, I just heard a lot. I started out. You know, understanding, wanting to believe the best and the benefit of the doubt. And, but, man, you're salty by intelligence now. And it's just like, come on, man. Like, you know, uh, you know, I don't know if you, you hit, but I feel like Ed Lover. Come on, son. Like, <laughs> yeah. come, like, come, on, like, come on, man. Yep. Like, cut it out. Like, come on. So, yeah. Uh, uh, and last thing, we're going to talk yeah. Big Ten, Ohio State. Yep. I, I don't do it often. I don't read the comments on videos often. Yep. But I checked out comment of uh, one of the Coach Huey about the Big 12 is 10 times harder than we thought it would be. The comment oh. I got was, bro, these guys are horrible. Stop going to the post games. That is probably a UH alum. That's what he or she thinks of Houston Cougars women's basketball. Right. That's a problem. Chris Pesman, that's a problem. I'm still with you, but yep. But yeah, that is a problem. It and honestly. It doesn't it doesn't make financial sense for me to continue covering them either. Okay? I don't yep. I don't receive a huge you know clicks, views, revenue from, from Houston Cougars women's basketball. Right. The recognition I get from women's hoops is national. Right. It's not local. I prefer to be different, but reality oh. is. You know, I vote for the Big 12, women's basketball. I get that honor. I vote on three national awards. I get that. I I get almost early approval for the women's final four if I apply early enough. You know, so if I don't cover the women's team, who will? Right. So that's one reason why I do it. And I enjoy it doing it because the young ladies, they still deserve the recognition. But... <clears throat> Let's see, Justin asked this question. They were talk Ohio State. Didn't they have this one recruit for Houston UH women's team that they were talking about 
how far back are you going? Because they had a six five young lady who was here for who Willie <laughs> for like a month. A month. And she transferred to uh well, she transferred from Mississippi State to Houston. She had there was a reason why she left Mississippi State. She got okay. into some trouble. Okay. And she got into some trouble here. And she ended up at Jackson State. And she she's part of Jackson State's roll rolling through the swack. Her name is, I believe, uh Daphne, Daphne Reed, I think that's right. Okay. The six five. She could have helped. But there were reasons why she was not she was not asked <laughs> to stay on the roster. This is like two seasons ago. But other than that, the one freshman they have here at Merchant is just not physically ready for the Big 12, <laughs> Betsy Gibson, you know. Okay. She's, she's got hops. But in terms of the Big 12 is a physical conference. I, I don't believe Kia Merchant is one of the two players the coach who is referring to. He said we have two Big 12 players. Wow. If she is, that's a problem because, like I said, she's as one of my coaching friends told me, Chris, she looks like she's 12 years old. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow. But all right. Do you have an update? Go back to CA 37, an update on the Ohio State men basketball head coaching search. Yeah. No, other than uh, Ross Bjork is in the building. He officially started on Friday, March 1st, as consultant. This is weird to me. This is strange, but. You know, it's 2024. He's the consultant to current athletic director, Gene Smith. Until July 1, when he officially becomes Wolf Family Foundation Vice President, Director of College Athletics, to be official. Wolf Family is very prestigious here in the city of Columbus, and they wrote a nice check to Ohio State to have the Wolf name attached to that position. Um, we'll talk later. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's done because it's it's even done. It's like, yeah. what is it? what's the title? It's, what is it? I'm trying to say it's like an endowment. Yeah, it's a phrase, but basically, yeah, like HCU yeah. does it, Houston Christian does it here for their right. basketball. Oh, no, they all do it, coach. but yeah, you know, yeah, I just had to Still. be official because you yeah. know, to be official, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but as the consultant. He's running point on the head coaching search. And Gene Smith, the current athletic director, is assisting him. Which I thought was strange. Like, Gene, you're the athletic director. Why are you not running? And I get it. He won't be around next year. Ross is going to be here. And we talked about it on a previous show. I believe the call was made to Gene. You fire him. Yeah. You made this mess. I don't want to come in in my first order of business and fire the head basketball coach. So, all that being said, uh, the Buckeyes did win today. Uh, they're four and one under interim coach Jake Diebler. Over over uh, that uh, over team the up team up north. Yeah, senior day. They beat the team up north. Uh, they won by twenty three, which is the largest win. Uh, looking this direction, CA thirty seven. What's this direction? Help me. You talking about like like Kelvin Sampson or something like uh, Kelvin? Help me out. Mm. I could I could. No, I wanna, I'm interested to hear what this direction is. Yeah, 
But um, but no, um, uh, Ross Bjorn on uh, his only statements thus far on the coaching search is he's looking for someone to have coaching experience. He's looking for someone that's been in the room that's done it. Um, you know, you and I've talked. Mm-hmm. I, I still believe Chris Jett is a viable candidate. He's a Buckeye. He gets this program. He gets this city. He gets this fan base. Uh, he has the experience on the professional level. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently assistant coach for the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, I think maybe he was head coach at Houston for a while, if I remember right. On staff, yeah. UH assistants, maybe? No. No, he's not mm-hmm. looking at any any assistants. He's looking at head coaches, um, and it's the you know the the wash, rinse, repeat season of get your name mentioned in a head coaching search, get a new contract. Mm-hmm. Doug McDermott mm-hmm. of Creighton, who utilized, he was never getting this job, but hey, his name was on the search list, and Creighton gave him a lifetime deal. God bless you. Get the money. Yep. Get that get money. Bag. But uh. Yeah, so it, it's head coaches that he's looking for, according to the, uh, his most recent statements. Um, and you got to take him at his word. You know, no one knows. And that's the thing. You hear all these, well, this guy's a candidate, this guy's a candidate, and this guy's a favorite. No one knows. Ross Bjork yeah. just got here Friday. No one knows. So we'll see. I'm finding out just like everybody else. You know, I'm not, I'm not one that's going to make it up. Right. I'm not one that's going to make And to that point, can I say this? I just thought about it. Uh, prayers to the Chris Mortensen family. Uh, ESP is Chris Mortensen, mm-hmm. one of the probably the original insider. Yes, as far as the NFL is concerned, uh, passed away this morning at seventy. He did. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he passed away this morning at seventy-two, and I, I had a chance to I'm, uh, met him. Uh, been in several rooms with him. Uh, phenomenal man, a man of faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, unabashedly Christian, uh, let you know about his faith. Um, not in a, in a forceful way, but just how he lived his life and how he, um, you know, just a, a friend to all. I don't, I don't know anyone today or any other day that's had a crossword to say about uh, him. So I just want to say that. But um, yeah, no one knows as far as Ross Bjork and what his, what his game plan is. He has, hasn't said he hasn't been here. He's been here three days. So, you know, we're finding out. And, and I say that to say everyone is putting these lists out. Well, this guy is a Bible candidate. And this guy, again, we'll, we'll, we'll find out as it unfolds. Right. Thank you for that. And yeah. I did not know that Mort had passed away. So prayers yeah. to his, his family and friends, friends and family of, of Mort. Great, great, great guy. Yeah. And <clears throat> I knew he had, you know, had had health issues, yeah. But I did not know he he did pass away this morning. You know, it's this cycle of life, man. You know, yeah. it it it's inevitable. We all just got to do the best we can while we're here. Exactly, my man. Yeah, my man. I'm curious. <laughs> you are a proud alum of the Ohio State. I am, but I'm curious of your rea- your initial reaction. To the proposal, suggestion, rumors of the Big Ten and SEC wanting three each automatic bids for the two years from now, <laughs> two years from now, fourteen yeah. team playoff. Oh, um, expected. You know, they're 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 the 
if I can use this, you can't see it. But they're the straw that stirs the drink. Yep. So you have not because you ask not. So will they get it? No, probably. You really? Uh yeah, but you gotta ask. Oh, let me say this. Okay. Chris Collins is the latest name that you're hearing. Northwest. Mm, Northwestern. Yeah, you know, he's had three twenty-one seasons at Northwestern. So that's like John Wooden esque. <laughs> yeah, that's like miracle worker stuff. Right. So yeah. he's the he's the, the flavor of the month as far as the Ohio State men's basketball head coaching search. But back to the, the yeah, I mean, hey, it's a power move. Like, hey, we we are the strongest to drink. We bring in the money. So it's only right that we get what we want. I'm I'm surprised you 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 said or you doubt. Yeah, I don't think that that they won't they they won't get it. I don't. Um, just because. Yeah, you're the straw that stirs the drink, but at the same time, we still gotta have. It's a bad look, right? You know what I'm saying? I, I yeah. mean, yeah, we all know it really is a power too. We know yeah. we, we we know that. Sure, and even from an ACC Big Twelve perspective, to hand out two automatic spots for them, so it's a total of ten yeah. of the fourteen spots. You know, it's just a, a bigger invitational, right? the The Big Ten don't don't give, don't water down the season, don't diminish winning the conference regular season, right? Award those you win the conference. That's the four. That's, that's automatic bids. Okay, simple. Then if you're good enough in the Big Ten, the SEC, there should be, might be, probably, probably more times than not. Yeah. When they would get two, three, four teams in or the two. playoff. Yeah. But to just put it in writing, yeah, here you go. Y'all get three spots. Nah. What do you what and and the rationale I saw today, read today was we don't want to leave it in the hands of the committee. Huh? <laughs> we we didn't like how they handled Florida State, they handled SMU and Liberty. That was a just you know, Liberty yeah. getting the at large the, the group of five spot with the worst non-conference thing the schedule, which they right. supposedly said was important, <laughs> you know. It was until it wasn't. Right. Right. So they're saying, well, yeah, that's why we do, we want to hand out automatic bids. No, no, no. It's just a bad. And I'm so I'm kind of surprised really at the amount of negative feedback they've received nationally. Because folks are saying this is a bad look. You, you know, if you are if you're deserving, you'll get in. Right. And I think with now. The Big Ten has gone away from divisions, right? Yep. As and a, I think yeah, this year. This the the SEC year. has or is going to well. with Texas Oklahoma yep. join, right? Yep. They did as well. So why are you why do you want to have automatic you're just diminishing winning the conference championship? Right. And I and I guess really if you hand out three automatic bids, then you're canceling. The other, the initial money grab, which is the 
conference championship game. Because there'd be no point of having that. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's just it. Why? I mean, they're they're talking the Big Ten now with the addition of the the Big Ten West. Well, we, we know it's not officially yeah, right, Big right. Ten West, but you know, Washington, USC, UCLA, and Oregon moving the Big Ten championship game from Indianapolis to Las oh, on the screen Indianapolis to Las Vegas. That's the discussion being had at this point. Uh, every year or in rotation? No, every year. Because the Big Twelve, well, I'm not sure. I know the, the media days will be in Vegas for football this year and probably next year. And ultimately, I probably they probably will do want to have their, well, if they're still having conference championship games because <laughs> they might not. Right. Okay, I don't know about this, but yeah, let's talk yeah, about it. yeah. Speaking of college ball, what do you guys think about Rich Paul releasing a statement on Ronnie James' behalf about possibly gauging the interest of NBA teams? He's not ready. I, I will say this. Can I say one thing? Can we, yes, go ahead. We, we can remove possibly. <laughs> yeah, he's coming out. Yeah, we can remove possibly. Yeah. He's absolutely gauging the interest, and Ronnie's absolutely coming out. Period. Even though he's not ready, which we all know. Oh yeah, I mean, but it, it, it's a power grab by his dad and Rich Paul too. So yeah, cool. I'm, it's it's a lovely position to be have the opportunity to say, Genie Buzz, keep this fifty one and a half million. I'm going here for one point seven. Yeah, because his his fifty one point five million dollar player option doesn't come due until two days after the 2024 NBA draft. Mm-hmm. So he's waiting. Who's going to take my son? I've already said, hey, we coming. I'm coming with him. So who's going to – and by the way, Oklahoma City has three first-round draft picks, two in the lottery. Now, I'm not saying he's a lottery pick. Yeah. But they do have a late first-round draft pick. And if not them, Somebody's gonna go try to buy Justin. You, you just you come on, Justin. You understand why he's leaving? Yes, <laughs> sure you do. You're a smart man. Uh, you know why he's leaving? Yeah, uh, he's yeah, he's yeah. not ready. There's no one believe b- believes he's ready. No, he's not. I'm not even sure he was the best brother. He's not. <laughs> he, uh, thank you. He's not. Br- Bryce is the one. Yes, without question. But I thought about this while you were talking. Okay. If the Lakers draft Ronnie in the second round, I mean they could buy a second round pick, I think. Yeah, they they're can. not over hard cap, whatever. Yeah. The Lakers have a Bronny on the roster to make to make LeBron happy. How different is that from having Giannis's brother on the Bucks roster? Zero. No different. But you know what? To that point. Here's the thing what I thought about, because you're right. They can't buy a pick. But who's going to be the team that's going to help the Lakers get Bronny James? That's Can fair. you say collusion? Yeah, that's, gonna, that's fair, too, yeah. Yeah, who's going to be the team that's going to help properly? Think about it. He talked about it during the, tra- the, the trade deadline, how uh, players that they were interested in moved for much less than that 
teams were asking the Lakers for. It's the Laker tax. It's the Laker tax. So they, who's going to help Rob Polinka and LeBron James bring Bronny to the Lakers? And Justin's point, it's le- it's legit. No, no question. Oh yeah, without question. It, you know, it, and it's not honestly, it's not fair to Bronny. None of this is. Nope. But the Lakers are going to do it, <laughs> you know. And I say the Lakers because Teeny Bus not does not want to lose LeBron. If the Rockets, if Rafael Stone says, you know what, to hell with Teeny <laughs> uh, Bus. I, I don't even know if Rockets have a second round pick off the top of my head, but but if they do, with the third pick of the second round. We have a trade. The Houston Rockets have moved into the second round. They traded Jay Sean Tate to the Cavaliers for the Cavs second round pick, whatever. Yeah. And then with their pick in the second round, the Houston Rockets select Ronnie James from USC. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Speaking of Ron, let me say that because I, I want to ask a question. I saw this and I agree with this wholeheartedly, one hundred percent. I mean, somebody tweeted, and I'm reading it as they Cuff the legend. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Cuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so Cuff tweeted uh, earlier this evening. All I'm saying is, if twenty three had four points in a prime time game on a Sunday, like thirty. It would be absolute Armageddon on the timeline. Yeah, what was the final score? They won by 52. 140 to 88. Okay, so halftime was like 44, wasn't it? Like 82-38, something like that? It was 82-38. So they even won. (laughs) They built up the lead. Wow. Yep. So we're talking about the Celtics thrashing the Golden State Warriors. Yep. And oh man, I I talked to one of my buddies. We were in the Rockets locker room waiting to uh talk to the players last week before the road trip. And he was talking about, man, I don't know if anybody wants to play the Warriors come playoff time. I'm like, bro, please, man. That window's closed, man. <laughs> that window's man, win it, they're winning. Man, come on. They're not going. <laughs> they can't beat. They can't beat the Nuggets. They can't beat these really good teams in the playoffs. Come on. And Boston has won, what, now 11 in a row after today's thrashing? 11 in a row. Clearly, and obviously it's West and East, clearly the Warriors are not even in the same stratosphere (laughs) of Boston. No. Oh, yeah. And eventually... Bronny will get cut. Yeah. You know, he he, oh, yeah. he knows that, I'm sure. <laughs> you know. But it's the novelty. Right. Father and son on the court at the same time. Only has to happen once for a mission to be accomplished. And, you know, it, hey, it's it's part of it. It's not, we can say it's not right. And nobody will say you're wrong, Justin. Yep. Except, you know, Rich Paul, maybe. <laughs> LeBron and his wife. <laughs> Because they want to do it, as you say, it's the it's the novelty part of it. Yeah, but yeah. hey, and the Lakers are going to do it. 
but I would it would surprise me, but I would commend another team to hell with Rich Paul. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna call his bluff. Yeah. We're gonna draft Ronnie James. Oh yeah. You know, and then and then have Rich Paul, you know, call behind closed. Well, you know he's not gonna come to y'all. Well, that's all you, brother, because we drafted him. <laughs> you know, so hey. Well, you know, Justin. you know, Lonzo Ball and Lavar, he kind of he messed up, he messed up stuff for his his sons. He did. Yeah. He did. And ultimately, it's not a good look. Yeah. Yep. And when it but when it when it does happen, we'll talk about it here on Folks Talking Sports. <laughs> oh, quest. And Justin, don't be a stranger. Come keep coming back to these shows. So when it does happen, you can just shake your head and come and say, Man, it's not good for Brian. And you're not wrong. But it's it's would you say it's inevitable? Yep. Well, there, there we go. Absolutely. On that note, boy, we had a a wide-ranging discussion. <laughs> you know, we talked about Kalen Clark, the Kalen Clark effect. We talked about Ronald Huey and Houston Cougars women's basketball, Ohio State men's coaching job, Big Ten, SEC, power grab. Yep. Ronnie James and Le- LeBron and Rich Paul, power grab. <laughs> you know, hey. And CN37 has, a, you know, makes a, a good statement. I would play with my dad if I could. Hey, of course. And as Justin said, it's folks talking sports. That's right. That's what we're doing. Wide range here. Thank you very much for chiming in, Mr. Gibson. I was looking at something. I'm oh, sorry. Well, yeah, I, this, I just want to see. It's true. Pick. Yeah, the Lakers have the 55th pick in the okay. second round. So, so they do have a second round pick. So they, they don't do have, have a Ohio second pick. round pick. All right. Uh, I was being selfish. I, I'm still, I'm still, uh, I'm still in the mindset that LeBron's will, at one point, finish at home. And I'm looking to see the Cavs of the second round pick, and as of right now, they don't. Oh, so you even going there? Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And salute to LeBron for reaching the forty thousand point plateau. Thank you. Thank you. Other other colleagues in the media, it's crazy that. And I won't, I won't give them a shine by mentioning their name, but we all know who they are. People that have made millions, fed their families off of this man, mm-hmm. and yet all they do is criticize. Yeah, all they do is like, man, you do, without him, you fed your family for decades. You agree with this comment right here? Water cooler talk? Yeah. That's what we're doing. Part of it. That's part of folks talking sports. Yeah. I mean. And let me say, let me say this. Because I think I told you. uh, Oh, that's y'all. I'll leave that to y'all. I don't know that. Uh no. Although some of my colleagues have said that already. (laughs) They have what was up with him and Bradley Beal the other night? I I missed it. I wasn't. I didn't see it. I re- read about it. Okay. But I'm assuming you know Ime, he likes going at mismatches. And Brad Bill, we know he can't play defense anymore. Right. 
They're going to score 34, 17 in each half. And I'm sure they said, cook him, <laughs> you know. And Jalen does, he, he's not shy. When he got a rolling, he, he's not shy about talking. So it could have been that simple. Okay. But real quick, I think I told you this, but Justin, this is for you and CA37, these closing moments of FTS. I think the article is still on my website, HoustonRombardView.com, the HR.com. It might be a commentary way back when I used to do commentaries on a regular basis. I called him basketball for thought. I saw LeBron James play when he was going to his senior year in high school. Yeah, I saw that. In in uh, Paraland tournament in Paraland, Paraland. Okay, and this Justin to show you how old I am and how old LeBron is. This is before. This is when. <laughs> This is when AAU was really, they stretched the imagination about roster building. On LeBron's team, you know, LeBron is from where, Mr. Gibson? Oh, he's just a kid from Akron. Okay. Just like me. Teammates. Kendrick Perkins was on this team. This is AAU now. Yep. Perkins Perkins from Beaumont. Yep. Leon Poe was on this team. Oh, wow. I forgot about Leon. <laughs> yes. So there was no 50 mile. You know, you got to be within 50 miles of your teammates. None of that. This team was was national. Yep. The person, promoter of the tournament, he told my, my mentor, Ralph Cooper at KCOH, that he was going to bring LeBron James in to this tournament. And this was right after LeBron was on the cover of Sports Illustrated yeah. as a junior, might have been even as a sophomore or whatever, saying that people, teams would, would take him in the NBA draft as a junior right now with the top pick. All yeah. the hype. Yeah. But when this guy said, Ralph, I'm telling you, I'm going to get LeBron James to come to this tournament. Nobody believed it. Nobody believed it. This this brother did have some shady. There's some reasons for the for okay. the trepidation. <laughs> okay. So I was there. A lot of my other colleagues, and one of them who's re- retired now. Heck, I can even say it. Mark Berman's retired now. But Scoop was the Scoop. This is pager time. Pagers. Wow. Berman said to me, KG, if LeBron is there, hey. hit me up on my pager. And let me know, and I'll send somebody. Sky Pager? Sky Pager? So, no. you, know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the gym was packed. Friday night, he was flown in. He arrived. I mean, there were some folks questioning until he stepped foot <laughs> on the parking lot ground. Yeah, yeah, right. he ain't coming. He ain't coming. He comes in. With his people, you know, his boys, basically, you know, it's nothing. My friend. You know, all, yeah, all of them yep. from what's St. Vincent St. Mary, right? Right? Yep, yep, yep. They come in. I see him. I get the phone call. I make the phone call. He's here. He's here. I had not seen LeBron play yet. Okay, this is my first time seeing him. Yeah. Young fella put on a show. Yep. I mean, 6'8 point guard. He's and like these guys. They made, I don't even know if they had time to practice together. Okay. Because right. everybody's from all over the country. Right. But he's running offense, dictating, you go here, you go here. 
you know, let's do this, you know, fundamentals. Yeah. And that's what I do. This brother's different. He's 17 years old. He's doing fundamentals. Yep. You know, bounce pass, chest passes, defense. He played defense. This is a AAU game, Will. Yep. And some dude, I don't even remember the young man's name, on other team, had a transition, fast break opportunity. Chase down. LeBron chased down and did the Jordan two-hand block. <laughs> and the crowd lost it. <laughs> the crowd just lost it. Right. And they won the game. LeBron team won the game. Their next game, Saturday morning, like 10 o'clock in the morning. No, no, no. No, no, that's wrong. It was the first game that morning. So coaches, <laughs> coaches were all there. But Friday night, after I saw him play, I made it home. I called one of my, my road dogs. And it's like 11 o'clock, 11.30. And I said, man, are you awake? He's like, no, nah, not really. I said, sit up. He's like, why? And this is what I said, quote, because I've seen Jesus. Wow. <laughs> That's what I said wow. when I saw him. I was that impressed. And you know, I don't impress easily. No, you Especially don't. Nowadays, now that I'm, it's changed that I've got older. But seeing him put on that show, and then oddly enough, because they play, you know, AAU, you play like three games in 24 hours just to get out of the the uh, round robin stuff. Right. They didn't get to the championship day. They did. <laughs> they, they did not. They did not win the tournament. Wow. But that's my first time seeing LeBron James story. Wow. But yes, LeBron. It's funny, Justin, you say that, because I had a conversation just earlier today. And, you know, the, the whole Jordan-LeBron thing is tired to me. I think it's lazy. Yep. I think it's a lazy conversation, clickbait, hot tape, whatever. But I said, you know what? I want to take LeBron's stat line from last night, and I want to find a stat line from 2014. And I want to tell and see if anyone can tell me which one is which. Because there's no drop off. Yeah. None. You're 21, you're 11, you're what? To the point where I saw something today. I saw this, I saw this after I had this conversation. It took him 358 games to score his to score 10,000 career points. And it took him 358 games to go from 30,000 to 40,000. Yeah, come on, man. Consistent excellence. Consistent. And yeah, Justin, you're you're not you're not wrong about Perk. Yeah. I saw Perk Beaumont Ozan in um I think the year before. When they were in the this was back in the day when H Town was really high school tournaments, because it was two different guys trying to compete against each other for who had the better event national bringing the national teams but yeah but when i was in i was like "Ooh, this young man is talented man <laughs> yeah the good old days man the good old days and, and being a kcoh with ralph cooper and, and we got we got merch got nike gear will oh that's I what's had, up had the nike shoes you know had the hookup chris what size right. are you man i'm a size oh i got that 
Next time I come, next week I'll come bearing some gifts. Thank you very much. Oh man, <laughs> it was you great. Got you got the plug like that? So it it was great. Oh yeah, man, it was the good old days of Casey Wage. Those days are gone now, sadly. We're older now. But if anyone out there wants to hook me, I can. Bruh. Will he give me your shoe size? And you want to hook we're us up now? Nah, we'll do that we're too. We're at 13. Let's go. But yeah, give us some shoes, or sponsor this show, and give us some shoes. We'll do that too. But this <laughs> has been great, man. This is so much fun. Justin, man, thank you very much for your questions and your comments. I'm going to give you and the audience, as you know, Justin and CA37, give yep. y'all some appreciation once I pull it up here. And even this. But much appreciated for everybody joining us this evening. Episode 123 of Folks Talking Sports. Mr. Gibson, I'm sure. going to give you the floor. Thank and you. say, I, I just, I lost my train of thought because I wanted to say it in my slick Rick voice. <clears throat> but, uh, Basically, yeah, it's your world. Hey, your world. Hey, your world. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, but always uh, appreciate the opportunity. Appreciate the, uh, the the camaraderie with uh, with everyone. Justin, C H thirty seven, all of it. But you can find me on uh, social media on uh, Twitter at Will Gibson seven. Uh, Facebook will knows and IG and Threads will know sports. Thank you, my man. And the show is here on X at Folks Talk Sports, but also IG and Threads at Folks Talking Sports. So a little bit different. And y'all know me, of course. You can see me there on X at VHR Review. But more and more, follow me here, Houston Rombard View on ID, Spoutable Threads, and TikTok. I am KG Chris Gardner of the Houston Rombard View. Thank you. Tell your friends about this show. Folks talking sports, we talk sports. As Justin acknowledged and participated in the conversation, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Houston Rombard View. Follow us, me and Willie Gibson, on our platforms. Reminder, if you're watching the show right now, live, I will be on, watch my segment, my appearance on KHOU Sunday Sports Extra, airing Sunday night, 10.30 p.m. is the show. I had a fun segment with the, with the fellas, talking hoops. So that was good. Uh, you know, I was a little contrarian at, at one point, because I do that sometimes. 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 <clears throat> exactly. But in closing since 1994 a houston round ball review local name global perspective y'all take care peace